And we are back with another edition of How About Them Celtics. Sam and I are here recording on Monday, July 3rd. And I'm just going to get get the, the elephant out of the room right away. Ironclad Eats, viewer legend, Joey Spatula. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see the show in the background. If you're listening on audio platforms, there's a T-shirt hanging up behind me that says Ironclad Eats. Uh, Joey Spatula, who comments here, if, you, if you're in the comments frequently, you, you'll see him there, uh, messaged me and said, Oh, let me send you a couple because because I complained I didn't wear enough T-shirts. Yeah, uh, I didn't wear. I have a variety. Well, so today two videos, two T-shirts, both yeah, of us. This is true. Look yeah. at us go. Look at us go. And he messaged me. He said, "Let me send you a couple T-shirts from my food truck." It says, "I hope they serve tacos in hell." Ironclad Eats. I believe he said Portland, Maine is where they're located. If you're up there, coconut top. Excuse me, taco. Tell him how about them Celtics. Actually, he won't give yeah. you a discount. Just kind of cool. Uh, <laughs> but, well, I'm definitely gonna eat the tacos in hell because I said uh, Jordan Walsh looks like a thumb on accident. Last yeah, year. that, that yeah. was brutal. But shout out Joey Spatulas. Thank you very much. This is my t-shirt. We're hanging it up here. This one's for Sam, and I'll, I'll get it to Sam. But uh, I will also say I am very particular about the t-shirts I wear. And like I, that's why I only wear a certain brand. Very comfortable t-shirts from Joey Spatula. So, I, Joey, appreciate you. Thank you for sending these over. And uh, yeah, Ironclad Eats. If you're, if you're up in Maine, go get yourself a taco. Going uh, to see the Maine Celtics. Or check them out. Maybe... Uh, Delano Banton, maybe playing. Maybe Delano up. Banton. Yeah. What a, what a transition from you, Sam. Look at you go. Celtics have signed Delano Banton to a two-year contract with a team option in the second year. We did a whole reactionary video on the channel, so if you're interested in that, go check it out there. We can give our brief thoughts though, just yes. because it is trending Quick news. Uh, he is six foot seven, maybe six foot nine. Getting conflicting reports from different websites. We're, we're assuming six seven. Un- no shoes, unsure of his shoes. height. Depending on the day, six five to six nine. Maybe the situation, depending on. Yeah, maybe talking to broke. ladies, you're six nine. Exactly, exactly. Stand on your money, you're you're seven feet. There you go. Mm. Uh, shout out Louisie, but solid in transition. He has the tools to be a solid defender. He's got long arms, seven foot wingspan, six ten wingspan around there, six, a long wingspan. Determined. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, not the best three point shooter, uh, no. which we went over in the video. Um, however, does everything else pretty well, and he's still only 23 years old. So a, a nice piece to take a chance on if you're the Celtics, especially considering they just traded one of their backcourt members. Yeah, they traded away smart. And then, of course, the Pritchard thing is kind of unsure still. Like, is he probably a bit more satisfied after seeing Smart get traded and there may have a role open up for him? Maybe. But he still might want to trade too. So if that is the case... Benton can step in, be the third guard in the rotation. He gives you a different type of skill set than Pritchard. He's long. He's switchable. He's not that Pritchard is not fast, fast pee-pee, but he's quick, gets out in transition, runs the floor really, really well. So it's just a different type of game to keep an eye on as the season rolls along. We have not gotten any kind of word on Summer League, so I don't think he's going to play with that team on the coming days which would be awesome to look at. I would love to see it. Good for him if he's not playing summer league, I guess. I mean, yeah, kind of baller. I saw somebody tweet that uh, Delano Ben is a six-foot, however tall, you know, lanky guard with long arms that can't shoot, so he wonders why the Raptors didn't sign him to a max contract, uh, which is funny. But um, it, it is weird they gave up on him, especially because Fred Van Fleet left and they, they only really have one point guard on the roster. So maybe that's a concerning part, but again, He's still only 23, plenty of room to pan out. Celtics always need guys with long arms who can defend and, and you know, little help in the playmaking department and in transition. He's very good at cutting, which we, we saw in the videos. So that always helps. So like I said, a low risk, high reward pickup for the Celtics. Um, not much that could go wrong with it. Worst case, doesn't play. You let him go after a season. Um, next thing is, is probably the news of the podcast, probably the title of the podcast Damian Lillard may be getting recruited to the Celtics by Jason Tatum, question mark. A lot a lot going on there. Dame requested yeah. a trade from the Trailblazers officially, which we covered in the last podcast. But now today, via Mark J. Spears, I'm hearing Jason Tatum is knocking on that door now to, to figure out a way to get Lillard to come to Boston. That's Mark J. Spears via Brian Robb, who put it out there in an article. 
Um, and then also on top of that, Chris Haynes reported the Clippers, Timberwolves, Pelicans, and Boston Celtics. Those are the teams off the top of my head. I'm pretty sure there were more. Those are the teams who I know called to reach out uh, about a potential Dame trade. So it does sound like the Celtics are at the very least a little bit interested in a Damian Lillard trade. Now that doesn't mean Jalen Brown's going to be in the deal. That doesn't mean X players, you know, the deal that doesn't even, maybe the call was, Hey, what do you want for Dame? We want Jalen. And they hung up the phone, but at the very least, Tatum and Lillard are friendly. They played on Team USA together, and the Celtics probably reached out, uh, just at least intrigued about the idea. I hate that there is a recruitment for a guy that's under contract. I want to start with that point. Because Celtics, not Celtics, I want this to be a completely unbiased take. If he is under contract... It should not really matter what he wants in terms of where he wants to be traded. This has become a big mess. The Blazers are getting the shaft. They're going to get pennies on the dollar for him. After giving him a lucrative contract, you cannot swing this in a way where the Blazers are screwing this guy. You just can't. He's going to be 36 years old as a six foot two point guard, making $63 million in the 2026-27 season. There is no way that any team should have gambled like that on a guy, especially to have them just be like, I don't want to play for you anymore. Have the Blazers been the most competitive team since the bubble? (laughs) No, they Mm -hmm. haven't. They haven't. In fairness to the frustration that is built, they have not been very good. It seems like they're somewhat headed in the right direction with a lot of the younger pieces they have on their roster. But... What reason is there for him to be, quote-unquote, getting screwed? It's not happening. So to get back to the Celtics' point of this, I mean, I guess recruit him because Chris Haynes said on June 8th that he does not want to play here, Lillard. Exactly. And Chris Haynes is essentially his best friend. And he is, like, the Damian Lillard guy. Like, there is nobody that's on this like Chris Haynes, and this is not sarcastic. He, This is his story. Not a shot. That's just what it is, yeah. Yeah. He must have been dying for a trade request just so he could have some layup like coverage <laughs> because it's his oh, buddy. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I guess like Tatum wants him to come to the Celtics. What does that mean for Jalen Brown? Does that mean, I mean, obviously Brown's the guy in the deal, right? Well, I think Sam. it was Jay King that wrote on, on this today that was like they could do Brogdon, Rob Williams, a zillion draft picks because they own all of theirs except for 2028. Mm-hmm. Like they could essentially gut their future to get Lillard and pay him $63 million when they could be drafting instead. But I I guess I I don't like the move. I just, I don't like the idea of it. I think the contract's dangerous. And I think people should be as hesitant about this Dame contract as they are like a Tyler hero. And I don't like Tyler hero. Tyler hero has been blackballed Mm. over the like last like week. So I said it last podcast, right? We talked about, I, I said, when Smart was here, it didn't make sense. But now that Smart is gone and it's Porzingis, Dame, Tatum, and Fair. Porzingis sounds at least interesting. That being said, I also emphasize I would not trade Jalen Brown for Damian Lillard. I, I I just don't think it's a smart deal. If you're going to pay one of them, pay Jalen Brown. It's fine. That being said, I do think the contract thing is a bit overblown with Dame, too. I, I think everyone saw the Bradley Beal thing and were like, oh, look at this. You said it. Just as much as I did. And we talked about it with Zach Levine. Bradley Beal hasn't done anything by himself. He has, like, mm-hmm. He's just not. Damian Lillard almost beat the Nuggets two years ago by himself in a double overtime. No, he, he's had a he's... respectable career as Portland's yes. top guy. Make no mistake. This is not about he hasn't earned this contract. It's about he's a small guard who relies on quickness, burst, and ability to get to the rim for part of his game. Obviously, he's a great shooter. He's going to have to change his game as he gets older. How effective is he going to be? And to be paying him without knowing that $63 million at 36 years old is going to be a hefty thing to deal with with the new CBA. It's a lot. It's a lot. Now, I wrote a trade for Hardwood Houdini um, that is similar to what you brought up that Jay King put out there. No Jalen. It is a three-team trade that would land the Celtics Damian Lillard. And I'm going to present it to you. And I graded it for every team. I'm not saying the Celtics should do this. I'm not saying any team should do this. 
I personally believe this is a better trade package for Portland than what Miami can offer. And considering they are not necessarily listening to Dame's trade request, I think it's a, it, it, this is probably the best that Celtics could do without giving up way too much. It, and you might still think it's too much, but <clears throat> this is what I wrote up as a potential Damian Lillard trade for the Celtics for Hardwood Houdini today. Uh, right. And we'll, we'll, we'll put it on the screen here. It's a lot. This is a it big is absolutely uh, a lot. circle jerk for Jack, by the way, not because he's showing off his own work, but he did a grade the trade on his own trade. Of course. What'd you give yourself? I want to know. What'd you give yourself on the trade? I I didn't grade myself. I graded how each team should view it. Like what would it be for the Mavericks? What would it be for the Blazers? What would it be for the Fair. So let me read it for the people on audio platforms. In this trade. I bully Jack. (laughs) Yeah. Come on. I'm actually going to expand my screen because I can't. Yes. In in this trade, the Boston Celtics would get Damian Lillard and Rachan Holmes. The Mavericks would get Malcolm Brogdon and Yusuf Nurkic. The Trailblazers would get Robert Williams, Grant Williams in a sign and trade, Peyton Pritchard, Tim Hardaway Jr. Uh, I need to edit this because it's also still says Rashawn Holmes, but that should say Reggie Bullock. Okay. Three firsts from Boston and a picks two swaps from Boston and one first. So it's basically like Jay King said, Brogdon, Rob Pritchard, also Grant in this trade to match salaries and just mm-hmm. all the picks, which at this point would form a, a, you know, a super team effectively with Dame Brown, Tatum this and Porzingis in Boston. It really would be. So for the Celtics, since this is a Celtics podcast, this is would be the outgoing and ingoing or incoming, I should say. Dame and Rashawn Holmes would be coming in. Outgoing would be Brogdon, Rob, Grant, Pritchard, three firsts and two swaps. A lot. And then this would be the rotation. It would be a starting lineup of Dame, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Al Horford, Porzingis, a bench of Derek White, Delano Banton, Sam Hauser, O'Shea Brissett, Rashawn Holmes, Luke Cornett. Not the best bench. All okay players and Derek White. I graded that's why I graded it a B plus for the Celtics. I, I, I it's not an A minus, it's not in the A range yet, but you are forming a super steam without having to give up Jalen Brown, which is why I gave it a B plus. So initial thoughts on this from me. This is not a brain dead move. Okay. Here's Thank why you. it's an issue though. <laughs> sure, yes. The issue is the Celtics would be doing this too late. This is a move if they were going to do it. And granted, the Dame trade request did not come soon enough for this. Okay. But in the fantasy world that the Celtics pulled the trigger on this massive deal, they give up one, two, three of their top eight guys from last year. Yeah. And five picks, essentially, because two of them are swaps. To get Lillard? Okay, fine. You've got your bench. You don't have that much depth. You still have Damian Lillard, not Damian Lillard, Derek White coming off your bench. Rashawn Holmes is a wild card. In this situation, you're going to make Horford play a lot of games. You're going to kind of really stretch yourself pretty thin. If you had made this trade in real life, let's say a week ago, maybe you're the Phoenix Suns and you get all these guys to join your team for essentially free. And then maybe it works a bit better. In that world, maybe it makes sense to go all in, but right now it doesn't because there's not a ton of great names out there that are going to come in and sign for the minimum and help your team cross the finish line. Let me list some that could be available for the minimum. Okay. And this isn't me like lobbying for it. This is just some names. Malik Beasley, still a free agent. If he wants to, you know, decent for a championship. Good, Good pick. Will Barton, bit washed up, but still fine for the bench. Uh, Kelly Oubre still available. Kendrick Nunn still available. Christian Wood, if he wants a minimum, still available. Here's Kelly Oubre is an okay player, but I don't think he's playing mm-hmm. for the minimum. I don't think so either. TJ Warren still out there. Blake Griffin obviously still out there. Bismack Biombo, Wesley Matthews. I'm not saying there's none, none of these are great options, but they are similar to what the Suns got, in my opinion, at least in some cases. I think so. the Suns swung it a bit on the younger side, if I'm not mistaken. They did. They did. They did. And Juan and Abe was a really good pickup for them because I, I heard this from Bill Simmons and Russillo where they said they, they reminded me that when he was playing in Brooklyn with KD, he was nasty. He was making every shot and he was shooting like 60% from three. So that's a really great fit. Um, I think there could be potential, but I just think at this point it's too risky not knowing if you would have I, commitments from free agents, you're giving I up also, too much of your rotation. And, and again, with the age and the contract and then yeah. gutting your draft picks, I hate it. That's from fine. That standpoint. I, I also forgot to mention J.D. Davison and Jordan Walsh. They're obviously young, but they I didn't put them in my bench, so they, yep. they would also be there. Um, if you're curious, I ranked this in 
a B plus as well for the Mavericks who would be getting Brogdon and Nurkic for Hardaway Jr. Bullock Holmes and a first round pick. My reasoning leaves him a little thin on the wing, but Brogdon is a better player. Nurkic shores up the center position a little bit, even though he's not phenomenal anymore. He's still the best option they would have. So that's what I wrote for them. Uh, and for the Blazers, I gave it an A minus. I, I mean, I, I think this is worlds better than the hero heat deal. M- way more picks. Robert Williams is a position of need on a great contract. They could sign and trade Grant, get him for about 18 mil. He'd fit really well with their core. They could roll out Scoot Henderson, Simon Sharp, Jeremy Grant, Robert Williams with Grant Williams, Peyton Pritchard off the bench. Like th- that that's a fine young core to start with. And they get all those picks. So I, I think this might be one of the better deals they get if if it were to be on the table. It's not a bad deal for Portland in really any sense. I mean, they get a zillion picks. They get Rob. They get Grant, two key players that could help round out their rotation is is probably the best word with young guards that can help the defense a lot. Yeah, they have three younger guard type players. Sharp's technically a four, but he's only like, what, six, four, six, five. Like he's not very smaller. Yeah, they could certainly be a fun competitive team in the West with that roster, depending on how well Scoot plays. You know, he still has a lot to prove as a rookie. Like we don't technically know what you're going to get from Scoot yet, but it gives them a good foundation for the future. And of course they have a zillion picks. I just have a very hard time giving up in, of course, this is the point of a trade, a bunch of picks for a guy that's going to essentially be a handicap in four years, three, maybe. Years. And I, and I get that. And I get that. I think my counterpoint is, and this is just playing devil's advocate. Like I agree. It is a huge risk to trade your whole draft capital for, I, I mean, I've said it time and time again, the Celtics found their most success with Marcus smart, not a, a score first point guard. This would be getting a score first per card. This would be the same as Kemba Walker and Kyrie Irving, which didn't necessarily work. I think it's a little different because Jalen Brown and Jason Tanner are so much better now. And you still have Derek white and Chris Stops is there. So like, I think there is difference, but I you do get have the pieces. I totally and get the hesitation. Two more of your point here, right? Lillard uh, has a tighter handle than Jalen Brown. He's probably going to give you a better puncher's chance in the playoffs to create shots out of nothing. Not to say that Brown is not good at getting buckets at the mid range, but he's not going to kind of get targeted defense like on the offensive end by the defense. Is like same as one of the better playoff attack. performers of the decade too. Like he he is one of the better yes. playoff performers this decade. So agree. Yeah, that I the, my counter my devil's advocate to your no is by the time Dame is going on that downhill, you'll still have the Jays playing their, their, their top. You'll still have Porzingis in maybe the later portion of this prime Horford might be gone, but at that point you will have time to get some of these guys in that the Suns got right. Some of these free agents next year, you can sign them to one year deals, right? You'll have the chance next season that Derek White will still be in town. I guess you, you technically the- still have a zillion seconds too. Exactly. And you still have the progression of a Jordan Walsh, of a J.D. Davison, of a Sam Hauser. Like you still have guys coming up the pipeline who could be solid rotational pieces. So that, that's my devil's advocate to, to the whole maybe they shouldn't do it. But I, I totally understand the hesitation. And if I'm the Celtics, I, I would probably balk at this move. It's just I, I think it would be solid if that's the route you want to go. Um, I just think you've already kind of like screwed with everybody enough. <laughs> why, why don't you see how this works first before you go like got the rest of like the future of the Celtics? I mean, the counterpoint I put on there is you do this move. You also ensure Dame is not in Miami and not in Brooklyn. And that's not the, the thinking the Celtics should have. But like, it'd be a nice like. No, there bonus. is some defense to it. <laughs> I get it. The funny thing about these trade requests is like these guys aren't signing like contracts with teams anymore. They're just signing contracts to be NBA players. That's essentially what it is. Like the Pretty team much. gets nothing out of it. Excuse me. Sorry. Yeah. I don't know. It's funny. I but hate it. I, mean, I wanted to no put that secret. out there. I don't keep it a secret. I literally hate the player stuff. Like Dame has literally four seasons left on his deal. You should have no leverage. Don't play basketball anymore. Don't get paid. Fine. Fine. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're Portland. Who cares? Well, if I'm Portland, I want the return. I want I want the pick. You want a return, sure, but like at the same time, you can kind of just like go about your business without trading. Also, again, play devil's advocate because this is a podcast. Two weeks ago, we loved Dame. Two weeks ago, Dame was the best. Two weeks ago, he was one of your favorite players because he's he's been so loyal. And obviously that all like that I changes because he requested trade. I, but like, I do respect that he spent 11 years there. And I would say out of 
the many, many trade requests that happen in the NBA. This is fine. His is like the most normal. Yeah. But the posturing and the I only want to play for Miami. This is the issue I have. If he I, wants to like leave Portland, like I guess whatever. But it should not be a situation where you're publicly handicapping the team to only negotiate with one other franchise and hurting them in the long run. Like Miami really may not have to give them hero. If he really wants to like strong on them hard enough, like it sounds like they're not getting hero. It's going to be a three team deal wherever they're looking for a third team to take hero. And I mean, Miami could do a deal without him, throw in Lowry, throw in Duncan Robinson. You're matching the salary. Yeah, no, I get that. It just, from the perspective of Portland, like if there was ever a player where you'd honor his his desire, it would be right. It'd be Dame. He's the best player in their franchise. Well, history. the desire is to be traded. <clears throat> exactly. Sure, but it is what it is. Anyway, that, that's as um, far as any trade desire should be able to go in the league. Is you would like to not be on this team anymore? Fine. It is what it is. It is what it is. Uh, the next thing we have on the docket is not really in line with it, but maybe it's like a question mark. Jalen Brown still hasn't been extended. And we knew that the Celtics have till October, till whenever to do it. But you're starting to see people on Twitter who are pretty smart basketball people being like, at this point, it's a maybe it's a little bit weird, right? Like that Jalen hasn't extended with the team yet. Maybe it's they're waiting to see if any any dominoes fall. Maybe it's you know, can can we not do the super super max? Take a little bit off to to shave some some things. It's just like an eyebrow razor at this point. Like, hmm, you're seeing LaMelo sign, Desmond Bain, Halliburton, all these guys that were eligible on the same date. Nothing yet. Yeah, it's just it's just a little bit weird. Yeah. Literally all these guys that maybe shouldn't be getting the contracts are getting them. And Jalen Brown's just kind of hanging out. I tweeted the Squidward meme today of him just looking outside of the house and watching SpongeBob and Patrick run around outside, have a good time as he's just sitting there. That's Jalen waiting for his extension. He hasn't gotten it yet. I personally don't have a take on why they haven't extended him yet. I don't know. I do know that Wendy said both sides are expected to come to a deal. Like he doesn't think there's anything going on. And I think that's the consensus in terms of the insider reports is that they yeah. are going to come to an agreement. They're expected to figure something out. Maybe the number's not certain. I don't know what exactly it is. They don't, have to pay him the full money i i don't yeah. know i'm i'm not a financial guy until it's other teams i'm like that guy sucks he shouldn't be getting money <laughs> but in terms of Jalen, like i don't know wouldn't you rather well you can't trade him if you extend him that's yeah. the rule at least not yet so okay i i see where the speculation comes it doesn't make a ton of sense to me for do them you, to trade him do you want my windy fingers yeah my windy ahead. fingers moment yeah if Harden gets his way, how happy is Joel Embiid? That's my yeah, windy this fingers. Is, this is your this is your pipe dream. Mm. Some of mine too. If I'm trading Jalen, this is the guy I would want too. That's the only reason I can possibly think. Or a Dame thing. If if Tatum is serious about Dame, like I get it. I, I'm not saying I would do it. I like I said, I wouldn't trade Jalen for Dame. But if Jason's serious about like, okay, maybe Dame can get here, like blah blah blah. Maybe that's like, okay, let's keep our options open at the very least. But if I'm the Celtics and I'm seeing this Harden thing unfold, which we'll talk about a little bit more later, and the wheels are spinning, a Tatum, Porzingis, Embiid, you know, that 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 sounds that sounds pretty fun, right? Like I think Porzingis could probably learn to play with him with the floor spacing and such. At, at the very least, you would say is, the same about Horford, and that didn't work. Sure, yeah, sure, but I mean, if you're going to take a chance on anybody and you want to pay somebody get the MVP right like that that's my windy fingers and that that's not I'm not saying it's a thing I don't think it's a thing but in the grand scheme of everything the only reason I can think of for them to not have extended Jalen there's two it's they're not agreeing on the money just yet or the Celtics really just want to keep their options open and see how the trade market unfolds a little bit at the very least but we'll see I, I don't know it, it's just a little weird it hasn't happened yet because it's been a few days I agree the uh yeah. Celtics don't care too much about the emotions during trades, do they? And and as much as you know, people like Anthony Davis's dad hate that. It's 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 a business. Yeah, it, rock it, hard week for Anthony Davis's dad. He's hyped. I almost said, wrote about it for Houdini when writing about the smart stuff. Yeah, 
And I almost was like big winner and all of this. Anthony Davis's dad just like linked him <laughs> trash in the Celtics. But it is uh, but- like victory lap for Anthony Davis's dad. They told Marcus Smart that he wasn't going to get traded a week yep. before. And then they trade him. He was sleeping, yeah. apparently. I, I haven't got to dive into all of the quotes. I've read Let's get into it now. quotes, and I guess we, we have want it. to transition keep here. it somewhat on Jalen. He said they don't have beef. Yes, it's all right. Let, let's dive into the Marcus thing here. Like Sam said, Marcus Smart spoke to the media for the first time since the Celtics trade. He was at the Danos, Dana Barrow Center in Stoughton, which I live right by. I wish I was. I wish I went, but I did not know what was happening. But let's let's go through some of these these Marcus quotes here. Uh, I pulled them from Gary Washburn of the Globe and Bobby Manning of CLNS Media. So thank you to them for providing this. Yeah. Um, it was a shock, Smart said. My agent called my fiance, and she woke me up out of a sleep, literally right after the deal had been made. And I think the media had already tweeted it out. That's how we found out. It was definitely shocking to find out that way, especially because the week before, I was already told we were good. There were no trade talks with me, and we were good. I understand the business side of it. I've always been like that. I'm the first one to tell you, you can't mix personal with business. It just doesn't mix. I understand it's a business. For me, it's just a lack of courtesy. Uh, he didn't say lack of, but that was the implication. They probably already knew they were thinking about trading me, that they had this trade in the back, their back pocket, just in case something else didn't happen. And for me, it's the simple fact of, Hey, we're thinking about trading you. Well, most likely, most likely we'll trade you. Just letting you know. Thank you. Especially with telling me the week before, uh, and my house flooding and having to deal with that. It was a whole lot at once. So it, it just sounds like the communication process wasn't really there, which you got to be shocked at considering his history with the team. Um, agree. But like he said, like it's a business. And so he understands that it's just, it's kind of shitty to see a player like Marcus get, get dealt that, that the cards that way. I agree. I I completely agree. I couldn't agree more. I hate this. I hate the way it was done. I think it's a bad karma type thing. If that makes sense. Like, I feel like they're kind of do some bad luck after this. Not that they haven't had their fair share in the last couple of years since the Isaiah thing. Um, if you believe in all that, I think the guy gave his all to the franchise. I mean, I, we've said all this on the podcast. We really don't need to say it anymore, but for him not to have any idea or be told he wasn't going to be traded is one thing. It's kind of weird. That they would have did that. Of course it wasn't expected as the day was going on when the Clippers pull out and then Brogdon's not in the deal. And then they have to find a new deal or a new third team. Now, and the pressure starts to build with the Porzingis deal expiring. And also uh, this kind of pokes some holes in the, I think it's a Boston Globe report that he was going to get traded anyway, or or it was mm. well in the I, works or something. I wonder how much of it was like in theory, this is, I'm not defending it. Cause I do think it's shitty. It just, it just is objectively. I wonder how much of it was they weren't planning on trading him. They didn't want to trade him, but in the final hour of the deal, right? Like, Grizzly said, give us smarter, no deal. And they were like, ah, that's what I mean. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, maybe they were like, they truly didn't plan on it. And it was just like, it sucks. <clears throat> like, that's just how the NBA works sometimes. And it sucks. But yeah, uh, I at- hate it. I thought it I was know. a bad look for the franchise. And after a year of saying, don't trade Gallinari because it's going to be a bad look. He wanted <laughs> to play for you and he never got to play and you, you trade him. Uh, they, they won up it both at once too. Same, same deal. Yeah. Double down. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> next thing he's talking about. They better um, win. They better win. Every time we talk about this, that's my take. They better win a title. Marcus also talking about saying goodbye to all the guys. It was hard seeing the text, hearing the guys' voices, saying the goodbyes, reminiscing on the good times. To be able to to be able to be with one group of guys in a city for so long, it's tough. And then he also went on to say this, which you mentioned. I was actually I actually want to clear something up. I've seen online around because JB didn't post something about me like JT did that we have beef. Jason and Jalen are my brothers for life. When my mom passed away, JB was actually one of the people on the plane that came to Dallas for the funeral. So I just want to shut all the rumors now that me and JB have beef. I have no beef with anybody from the Celtics. None of my teammates. I love those guys. They love me. We're brothers. Uh, And if I know I'm ever in need or want anything, I can call those guys and vice versa. Me and JB were great. That's my brother. He actually texted me and he was just as disappointed as I was. We're good. I just wanted to clear that up. So all the too. I wrote this in my article for Celtics blog. I, I said all the conspiracy theorists on Twitter can go away. Like, stop. Yeah, you just heard all their cries. <laughs> Cut it. Uh, that's crap. Also, 
Marcus talked about his conversation with Brad Stevens. It was a tough conversation with Brad. He was very emotional. But like I said, I'm sure there's a lot more that went into that that won't be said, can't be said. But it's all love. Brad knows that. We've had our talks over the years. We've had our moments. And I grew up with Brad as well. My first year was his second year. It was definitely an emotional talk for him. But like I said, they will always be. there will always be love there. And there's no hard feelings. So as much as as much as it was a crappy situation, like it sounds like whatever happened in that conversation went well. Like it sounds like Marcus truly doesn't have any hard feelings and he understands it's a business. And like I said, maybe it was just a simple fact of they didn't want to trade him, but in the final hour, Brad had to do something because he wanted to get the deal across the finish line. It, it, at least he says no hard feelings. I don't know. It it's it sounds like he's it just maybe he's just being mature about it. Yeah. I mean this all sucks. I, I don't have much more to add because because <laughs> I don't want to. I this is relevant and it's news and we have to talk about it. But this is the kind of thing we just can't keep talking about. Like I mean, we've said what's to be said. Last two quotes then in that case. Uh, not actually getting us one. That's probably my only regret. Smart said about not winning a championship. I love the journey that I've been a, a part of with this organization with this team. I couldn't ask for more. The only regret uh, is that we didn't get a championship when we had our chance when I was here. But other than that, I've enjoyed my run. Very thankful to the organization, to the city and my teammates for allowing me to be here and really taking me in. A Dallas kid to be able to take me for everything I have, who I am, to allow me to be me. I say thank you. Yeah. It was a nice send-off. Deserved nice send-off. a better ending. And they better I agree. win. <laughs> they better win. I they agree. better win. I agree. But yeah, Marcus Smart, uh, probably his last comments to Celtics Media. Now, we can move on no, to the NBA. definitely not. When he comes back, there's going to be like the biggest media gaggle you'll ever see. Well, I meant like in Boston, in the city, like as a part, as not officially. You know what I'm saying? Like his, yeah. it was his send off as a, a Celtic, even though he's not technically a Celtic anymore. Does that make sense? You, you know, those tickets will not be cheap. No, they will not. <laughs> no, they will not. Moving on to the NBA programming of the show, uh, let's just go over free agency a little bit. Not nothing crazy has happened, but just just catch up. We're, we're, we're playing catch up with NBA free agency here. Um, I'm going to read out the list, then we can talk about any ones you find interesting. Mason Plumlee back to the Clippers. Uh, Eric Gordon to the Suns. Ty Jerome to the Cavs. Cody Zeller to the Pelicans. Dennis Smith Jr. to the Nets. Robin Lopez to the Bucks. Torrey Craig to the Bulls. And probably the most, at least, intriguing one or or noteworthy one, Miles Bridges back to the Hornets on the qualifying offer, which means he will be an unrestricted free agent next year. Uh, we've talked about Miles Bridges plenty of times on the show. I don't think he should be in the league, but it doesn't shock me that he is. And I'll say this. I saw this on Twitter as well. The fact that no other team out there was willing to put an offer sheet should tell you just about how people are feeling about Miles Bridges around the league. You know what I'm saying? It's a like, good take. He had to sign for the qualifier. So. We, don't, we don't have to harp on him then. Uh, of these, one that jumps to me is Ty Jerome. I don't know why. I have like a little good bit signing. of interest good. in that signing for the Cavs. Not that they need a ton of guard depth because they do have Mitchell and Garland to mm-hmm. kind of swap in and out if they feel like it. And they... I believe still have Rubio on the bench. I think he's still on the contract. So, yeah. And they re-signed Levert. So they have a solid guard rotation, but I'll never forget Ty Jerome just pouring it on the Celtics when OKC was on that like 20-something game losing streak. And then they came to the garden and won. And Ty Jerome had a massive game. So yeah. I'm interested to see how he fits with the Cavs. Of these guys, does he have the biggest impact? Probably not. It'll probably be Eric Gordon. Yeah, I think Eric Gordon has a real chance to impact the Suns, especially since, like we mentioned earlier in the show, they got a bunch of guys for free. I saw this on Twitter. Eric Gordon is the X best player on the Suns, in your opinion. Where is he? Fourth? Fifth? No, he's not better than eight. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I I miscounted. Fifth? Is he sixth? Might be fifth. It's up there. That's good. I mean, that's not great for your depth either. Make no mistake. He was solid last year. He had solid shooting splits. Yeah. He wasn't a bum, and he's not making a ton of money anymore, so it's his value is completely shifted. He's fine. Other ones that I think are interesting here, I mean, obviously the Tory Craig thing you have that is your dream offseason well, where they land Carter and Craig. Yeah, I said that was my dream for the Celtics, and the Bulls just decided, nope, we want that. We'll yeah, the here. Bulls are like, we're going to take these guys and just let them sit. It's fine. I mean, I think the Bulls have put together a solid bench, at least like the – if their goal was to compete, they've gotten two really high-level role players there, and one of which, Jermon Carter, will probably start for them if I had to pick. Um, I think Robin Lopez to the Bucks is fun. Play with his brother. I just, I mean, it's not crazy, but I just think it's fun. 
Plumley to the Clippers reports indicating they are shopping Ivica Zubac in favor of Plumley. I don't know if you saw that. Um, so a bit weird, but they like Plumley. They're, they're Plum Nation over there, apparently. Uh, Dennis Smith, thirty-one, I think. The Dennis Smith one to, to thirty-three. Kind of piggyback 33. on you mentioning him. Yeah, it's a yeah. little weird to get rid of Zubac, even though Zubac is like twenty-eight, twenty-nine. He's fine. He's not young either. Uh, but <laughs> Dennis Smith Jr. actually had a good close to the season with Charlotte. Kind of nice little comeback story, along with Chris Dunn, who is back in Utah. But like those are two guys yeah. that kind of came into the league as high draft picks. Might have been the same draft. Maybe not. Uh, one year apart. And then bounced around, fell out. Now they're back. They both looked pretty solid to finish the season. Dennis Smith Jr. had multiple games against the Mavs where I think he was pretty good. He had one where he hit a dagger three and was talking to them Yeah, after he was a part of that team for a while and they let him go. I believe he was drafted by them. And they traded him for Porzingis. Yeah. If, that, if that's correct. Yes, he has a top 10 pick. Yeah, so he's back. And speaking Decent of back, pick up for the neck nets. Big, yeah, helps with their guard depth. Dante Exum also back in the league. Yeah. I don't know if you saw that. On the I did maps. see that. Look at him go. He he won. He helped the ABA KK Partisan win their first league title in a decade. It's pretty good for them. That's he the Australian shot... one. No, no, it's uh, it's like the Balkans. It's out in Europe. It's it's Ugh. it's multiple countries. Um. He also he's the guy who got body slammed by Yabasele. Remember them? That was a clip on on Twitter. <laughs> that that was Dante Exum. Um, but he his shot came around in Europe this past year. He shot shooting around eighty or excuse me thirty eight point eight percent from three this past year. So good pickup for the Mavs. Get a good defender in there. Maybe he shoots well. Um, <clears throat> the weirdest one for me. Why? What? Cody Zeller to the Pelicans? Why? Like just for what? I saw. This is kind of funny. I saw the. Cody Zeller tweet like the the Woj notification yeah and the team wasn't on there and I was like please don't be Celtics please don't be Celtics please don't be Celtics <laughs> yeah I don't know I mean he's just their Willie Heron and Gomez replacement I suppose it's just weird I don't get it but it is what it is the next point we have here is a James Harden point Sam and uh the Sixers are are holding out hope that they can keep James Harden <laughs> Did you see this? Good for them. Winhorst reporting. Uh, he said, the Sixers are not afraid to let it be known that they don't think necessarily it's over with James Harden, that maybe everybody was just a little bit in their feelings. This part of it is fun because right. I didn't know the, the emotional toll it has taken on James Harden to request his third trade in four seasons. Well, there was a report out there that he was like, I forget who wrote this or if it was like an actual report or speculation or whatever, but it was like, Daryl Morey finally treated James Harden like a player in a contract rather than just like his baby. And James Harden was upset by it or whatever. Like he was, I don't know. It's just a whole weird situation, how it unfolded. I still feel like if you're Philly, you should trade him. This might just be posturing for them to get a better return. It's just very weird. I'm out on Harden. Screw that guy. Oh, he, he is on the, the scumbag power rankings at the top not the punch in the face but just like needs to be an adult you signed a contract you opt <laughs> not not only did you sign a contract you opted into a contract this should be like a suspension <laughs> like you shouldn't be able to opt into a contract and request a trade like that's the whole point of the con the the player option if you don't want to play there then leave yeah you're more than it's welcome weird. to leave. Good for the Sixers. Not just going to get rid of him and obey his wishes. We've seen him do it once with Ben Simmons. Made Ben Simmons sit there for the whole season pretty much till the trade deadline, then trade him for Harden. I mean, yeah. I just don't know how this is allowed. Also from Windhorst, the Sixers are telling teams that Maxi is untouchable. <laughs> Quote from Windhorst. Prime Michael Jordan is available. Don't call. 25-year-old LeBron James, lose our number. Giannis says, I want to be a sixer. If Tyrese Maxi is the ask, just keep walking. So they, I don't know if I'd go that far, but <laughs> in terms of the players that are available, good on them. I would say. Yeah. Good for them. Don't want to give up Maxi. I like um, the strong arm GMs. I just think the league needs more of it. This whole player empowerment is terrible. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I can't believe the amount of just red carpet rolled out, do whatever you want. Some of these guys get, I get it. 
mm-hmm. so much money is tied into certain contracts. You have to keep them happy. Mm-hmm. Again, they're not signing contracts with teams anymore. They're essentially just signing to still be an NBA player and get paid wherever they go, which is good. Like they should get paid. If they get traded, they should get paid, but it shouldn't be like, it, it feels like it's a one way street with this stuff, even though technically it's not. Cause we saw smart just get traded. Yeah. So like it does work both ways. But I hate when the stars do it. I know what you mean. And I mean, it's never the stars that get blindsided by the stuff. Yeah. And speaking of, uh, we have Dame next on the docket to talk about a little bit more. And there's a little bit more than what we talked about already. I'm more okay with it with a player like Dame who has literally done everything he possibly can to win his franchise, whatever. That's why I wasn't upset when Bradley Beal was like, all right, maybe it's time. Like, let's, let's give this up. James Harden's been on this be his fourth team in like three years. If he yeah, gets traded here, what are we doing? So he's a loser. It's kind of whack. He plays like a loser. His play doesn't garner this kind of behavior anymore. It just doesn't. He <laughs> he showed up after winning game five at the Garden in Boston when they just ran the Celtics out of the building. He had, I want to say, 13 points in game six, shot six of 14, four of 16, something like that from the field, something terrible. Turned the ball over five times, and the, the Sixers lose on their home floor in game six. Comes out in game seven, scores nine, three of 13 shooting, turns the ball over another five times, and straight up quits on the Sixers. How after those two games do you have any leverage to tell anybody what you're going to do other than your player option? That's what I want to know. It's tough. I'm telling you, these GMs should be able to trade with European teams or China. (laughs) That would keep these guys in check. Get ready to learn Chinese, buddy. Forget signing an NBA contract. You're signing a worldwide basketball contract. You can play <laughs> basketball anywhere for X amount of money. See you later. See you later, James. Have fun. Uh, have fun in the ABA league. But back to Dame here. There, there is a little bit more that has come out about Damian Lillard from you guessed it, Chris B. Haynes. <clears throat> Players are monitoring the situation and how the Blazers handle it with Dame per Chris Haynes. Uh, it's going around on Twitter. It, it's a lot of Dame saying Dame and his agent. We'll tell teams not to trade for him uh, because he only wants to play for the Heat. The Jazz have been rumbled. The, the Spurs, Clippers, all these people. My thing is, the, the whole players are monitoring it situation. I've seen a lot of people say this on Twitter. I have Stuhl Greeny's tweet. He tweeted out, all those top-tier free agents that weren't ever going to Portland when Dame was there really won't go there now unless they do what he wants. Yeah. No one's I'm sorry. I love Portland. I love the Trailblazers. I, I've said this. Dame is one of my favorite players. He, I like, wanted Dame, them to they, get the number one pick. Exactly. No one's going to Portland. This is not going to change for agency. There's no one's going there. It, why couldn't Dame get a star there for X amount of years? Because no one cares. No one wants to go play for the Blazers. This is, means nothing. Blazers just need to do what's best for their franchise. They have a solid young core. Shaden Sharp, Scoot Henderson, Anthony Simons. Three solid, talented young players. Just Chris Murray, too. They have good players. Just just go t- trade for whatever you want. Just just go get the best package you can, ship Dame wherever, whatever. And That's and what I I'm totally saying. like just make him it, sit there. I understand the thought process of wanting to do right by your star. And if that's the case, say Dame, we don't like Miami's package. Give us some other options. That's what I would do. If you if you really want to do both and get the best of both worlds, do right by your star and also do best for the franchise, you sit him down and say, Dame, Miami's offer is absolutely terrible, which it is. That not to say Tyler Hero is not a fine player. It's just not a good trade offer for Dame sit them down give say give us other options or we're just gonna have to send you where we want and at that point if you're dame you pro- kind of have your hand forced to give them other options and that, that's what you gotta do but the whole the whole oh players are watching shut up no one's going to portland anyway stop yeah it's the flanders meme where he's in the window and says christ is watching <laughs> yeah shut up chris haynes you're just a mouthpiece for lillard at this point that's, it's, that's it's so it stupid this whole thing is stupid and it's made me hate dame because I'm so sick of it. It's been like a month straight, month and a half straight of this, where it's just like, maybe he's going to leave Portland. Maybe he's not. And like, I really don't care if he's going to leave Portland. I just hate the way all of this stuff is presented. I hate that it's like his choice. Like, no, he's under contract. It's technically not his choice. It's his choice. Maybe he doesn't want to go to work anymore and not get paid. Fine. Sure. They... The next CBA, they need to have, and they might, some sort of clause where if these guys like request a trade or like elect not to play for teams that they're going yeah. to get traded to, it shouldn't account, it shouldn't count against their cap. Interesting. I don't know how you can do that because if you put like a minimum number of games, like teams will just be like, don't play. 
so we don't have to <laughs> like count the cap. But like, there should be some kind of thing that safety nets some of these teams that may be afraid to make deals because that's been reported that teams don't want to offer their best stuff for Dane because they're afraid he's not going to want to come. Which, exactly. like, I mean, okay, your contract should be null and void then. Your $63 million when you're 36 years old shouldn't go to you. Yeah. Yeah. And that's I mean, an obscene number of like dollars to make at that age as a 6 2 point guard. If he didn't play, then they wouldn't have to pay him like that. That's what we saw with Ben Simmons, right? Like, yeah, but does it go to, to their cap? They don't get to use that's that money issue. anywhere else. Exactly. That That's the risk. That's the issue there. Um, yeah. Maybe, maybe that'll do they be do risk. a disabled player exception like Chicago with Lonzo. <laughs> like, like, is, is there, is that the solution? Is it something like that? Like my players being a baby. So like clause that you get his like half his salary or something. I don't know. The Ben Simmons rule. Um, <laughs> no, well, the issue with the disabled player exception, it can only be as much as the full MLE, so it caps out at like 12 mil. So you couldn't yeah, even get it's not even anything money. special, it really sucks. I don't, I don't know, Except I don't know what the solution is because these small market teams kind of get screwed by this a lot. They do, oftentimes, they do. Uh, speaking of trade requests, the last one we have on the docket today is Mr. Pascal Siakam. Uh, according to Michael Grange of Sportsnet, which is Canadian Sports Network. Um, an interesting player to monitor as the NBA transaction market heats up is Raptors Pascal Siakam. Keeping his name out there per multiple sources, Atlanta still interested. Excuse me, something to watch. Sure. I like whatever, right? Does that mean anything to you? You don't care? No, it's not that I don't care. I think Toronto is maybe the most interesting team out there right now because they're okay. in this weird no man's land of like our team kind of sucks, but we're not giving up yet. We refuse. I wish every GM was as stubborn as Masai Ujiri, actually. Like, I would love to see Masai Ujiri go head-to-head with a trade request. Because <laughs> he'd probably bully that guy into staying on his team. The Siakam thing is, like, whatever. I think the Siakam aspect of this whole Harden and, and Dame saga is interesting because if he becomes available... One of those guys should be a candidate to go play for the Raptors or or to get shipped to Siberia because even with those guys, whatever package it's going to take to get them to Toronto is going to cut the roster enough to where it's not going to really help the team, which means they're not going to do it. Yeah, But it sure would be fun if like they finally got what's coming to them with these trade requests. I've I've just (laughs) seen enough. Atlanta for Siakam makes some sense. I, I mean, it would probably be like DeAndre Hunter and and younger guys for whatever. Um, any other teams you like for Siakam? I really liked Charlotte before the draft. I don't think that time is, you know, yeah, now. it might have passed. I think you, the time has come and gone. I thought it was interesting. I thought it might be a good all-in push, put some other all-NBA level talent with LaMelo. Sure. I, I see the building with Brandon Miller thing could be fun too. Other teams that could go after Siakam, the Knicks, Randall, and other stuff. Randall and Siakam, Randall and Siakam would be a weird fit. You could do RJ. He's from Canada. Like that, that could be intriguing. The fit would be Who weird though. Siakam and Randall team. The Heat. I mean, realistically, yeah, the right? Heat are in on everybody, but like the Heat they should be. legitimately do have like the wiggle room to do so because of the hero not playing for them and they made the finals mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, it could be something to keep an eye on. I'm not positive. Is do you like Indiana? See, I feel like Indiana is a team that is ready to do something. They have all these tradable contracts. Like Buddy Heald is a guy probably to keep an eye on as the summer goes sure. on. And if any sure. bigger name comes available, sure. I think Ananobi's the guy that goes to Indiana, and they've been rumored to if be it happens, him yeah. over Siakam. So Dallas, I think the fit's kind of better. Who can Dallas trade for him? It would have to be just picks Tim Hardaway Jr. salary filler and like Jaden Hardy, like a young yeah. Guy. But what's the salary? Is it Rashawn Holmes? Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. and other like yeah, Rashawn Holmes or or. Uh, whatever I'm trying to think of who's left. on the roster. It's not like a JaVale McGee, Rajon Holmes, Reggie Bullock. You know what? Houston. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> just make the Raptors just go to Texas. Raptors, Texas. Yeah. Uh, but I, I do think that? Houston is a legitimate answer to that question because it seems like they are trying to compete. I have my favorite answer. Send him to Sacktown. 
Give him to the Kings. Yes, please. Do they need him? Does he fit? I mean, I guess you can play with Sabonis because he moves the ball very well, so it doesn't really matter. Yep. Yeah, Fox. What do you give up if you're Sacramento? Uh, if you're Sacramento, maybe Barnes has to be in that deal, which, like, at that point, like... Don't they have to wait? Just, yeah, you'd have to wait because you just re-signed him. Um, maybe you don't do it because you like Keegan Murray, but... You have Malik Monk's contract. You have Kevin Herter's contract. There, there is a way to get up there. But at that point, like, would you sacrifice that for your depth? Maybe not because he's not the best shooter. And then you have three stars who aren't the best three-point shooters, which is questionable. Um, I just want to get the Suns' talent. That's my point. Uh, the Kings. If you're, if you're Toronto, do you want DeAndre Ayton? Maybe. Maybe you do. He's on the younger side. You have Scotty Barnes still. Mm-hmm. But you don't have much else. You have your OG, I guess. <laughs> not much else. Gary Trent. Just Gary drafted Trent to me is whatever. Like he's just, just not moving the needle. Grady Dick. <laughs> he got yeah, Grady, Grady Dick up, up there. Um, if you're Minnesota, do you, would you rather have Siakam than Cat? Oh, Minnesota's one that sticks out. I say yes. Yeah, I, I think you just and, shake something up. Like Cat. If I'm Toronto, has I might done the most loser talk I've ever heard. Well, if I'm Toronto, I might rather have cat than siakam just because he's a little bit younger and it probably fits your team better gets you a little bit better offensively right Nah, maybe not maybe not siakam is better than cat but just it, know. Cat the... is just a losing player at this point <laughs> he is no 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 i know uh past that maybe the clipper no clippers wouldn't go in on that that's terrible no clippers the, the are already nets? handcuffed enough would the nets want to go in for a star maybe what do I don't you love give the up fit, but maybe like if they are interested in taking a flyer on Ben Simmons just to clear salary in two years, you throw Ben Simmons. If not, it's like Dorian Finney-Smith and or Royce O'Neal in salary filling stuff like with that and picks. So like that could be a thing. Um, I don't know. That's a, do, do the Pistons go in? Pistons might be in there because they wanted Draymond. Yeah, if you're the Pistons, do like... What could you give up if you're the Pistons? Sorry, I'm just like diving into these Yakim things now. Like, if you're the Pistons, you could give up Marvin Bagley's salary, Bagley, Bagley, Wiseman, and like what Isaiah Stewart maybe in draft picks. I could see I... why they would want Wiseman. I mean, why not? Right? Then you could roll out Cade Cunningham, Jaden Ivey. Um, who they just draft? They just oh. drafted. Uh... Oh my gosh, who did they draft? I'm uh, the Thompson. 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 Yeah, you could roll out Cade, Ivy, Thompson, and then Siakam and Jalen Duran out there. Yeah, who's a beast. Hey, and Bogdanovich actually in there too, who could start. And they still keep him. Yeah, and they just traded for uh, Morris and Joe Harris. That's fine. And they have uh, Killian Hayes still, right? He's mm-hmm. not in that deal, and he actually proved to be an NBA player. Yeah. Not bad. At all. I don't know. J- just some ideas for a Siakam thing. But uh, shall we move on to the rat list here and get on out of here, Sam? Yes, I'm hungry. All right. I, I am, too. As you can see, I've been eating <laughs> veggie straws the whole podcast because I'm starving. Um, kick us off. Get get us going. Yeah, my rat list. Wemby. Summer League starts tonight. Spurs are playing 8 p.m. ESPN playing Charlotte, the number two team with the draft pick. Wemby will not be playing. He's mm-hmm. waiting for Vegas. Well, I, I think it's. I agree that it's ratless because it sucks that he's not playing. Ratless, both of them. Then, <laughs> I I at least understand. Like it went from not playing at all to playing. Like I guess this is a fine compromise, right? Like we'll just play in some games. Step in the right um, direction, I suppose. Right. Uh, my ratless, my internet. Obviously, it was mm-hmm. a ratless the other night when we tried to record. Ended up being my modem. I went to Target, bought a new one, and it, it's working fine now. Uh, so I don't know what happened. I don't know why my modem decided just yet. <clears throat> don't really feel like working today there, pal. But did not work. Uh, annoying. Ratlist. I, I, I want your take on this, Ratlist, because I'm curious to know if you think it is valid or you like the way to do things. I got five guys last night. <clears throat> okay. We got a regular fry and a large fry. But rather than having two different cups, you know how they just dump fries in the bag? Yeah. 
I got a regular fry for myself, and then my brother, my brother and sister wanted to split a large fry. So mm. uh, how how do we split that up? Because it's the same cup. I just said, okay, you guys just take the two cups, and I'll take the bag. But I feel like I got gypped because I paid for my own fries, and they're split. Like you know what I'm saying? Just the way the way the portions were doled out. Like I got a fine amount of fries, but it's just like if we're ordering two different ones, give two cups. Don't just dump some in the bag because then like what if people are sharing? I think you should just know the deal with Five Guys. I guess, I guess, but I it, think it, everybody it, knows that. They at least have a bigger size cup for your large than your regular. No, come on. Yes. Yeah, that, I don't think there's any value in ordering a large fry. I had a regular for myself. They they split a large fry. What are you doing? I'm moving this to the other side because the rat mat is covering it. Oh, all right, fine. I'll let you go. What's your next rat? You got something? Uh man. You had a good weekend. If I had anything, a really is, good weekend. This is a good thing. I want to thing. give a shout do, out to uh, do an anti rat. Do an anti rat. Yeah, anti rat. Devin and Meg, uh, two good friends of mine. They got married this weekend. It was an excellent wedding. It was fantastic. They had donuts instead of cake. I love donuts. They That's Ali's Donuts in Rhode Island, which is a top tier donut. Uh, the festivities all weekend were just excellent. It was a really good time. I was happy to be a part of it. And yeah, yeah, just really good vibes. Good anti golf. El golf. Out on golf. That's terrible. It's just a bad take. It's just bad. <laughs> uh, our rat list, Vegas. I Ooh. wanted to go to Summer League this year. It's so expensive. It's so, it's so much money. Flights and hotels, everything. It's like, I'm trying to save up to move out. Like, that's my goal right now. And if I went to Vegas, I would have I got, gotten wiped. <laughs> uh, also, I think you'll agree here because you were complaining last podcast. Ratless Fourth of July. Who cares? I'm sorry. Overrated. Oh, Ratless Firework people. Yes, the Firework exactly. people are the absolute worst. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for bringing yes, this up. I was out playing basketball today with a couple buddies, and literally somebody shot up a firework at 1:30, like a block away from the court, and everyone in was the like, afternoon. What is going on? 1:30 p.m. Not, yeah, not in the like morning. the sun's out. <laughs> yes. I don't get like the hard on people get for fireworks. I really don't so like so fireworks. There's something I've never particularly understood. They're fine. There's fireworks near my house every year. Like people come down here. There's traffic. It's a disaster. It's it takes you forever to get back home. They're parking all over the place. They park on the, the lawn. They try and park in the driveway. Uh, it's just a mess. I, I truly do not get the. Let's go watch stuff explode in the sky. In the sky, just go on YouTube. It's the same yeah. thing. Yeah, Ratless Fourth. How of do July. we just not have a better tradition for that? Maybe I'm just not patriotic, and I'm not. But like, it's isn't that funny? Holiday. I'm who not cares? either. Like, I yeah, take. I was talking about this with somebody. Like, I don't get excited for like the USA to compete in things. Like, just from a sports perspective, right? Like, I don't like. Even U.S. soccer, like I don't really get up for it, and that's one like where it's fun to cheer for. Them I like the World not Cup. the best. No, yeah. I like the World Cup too, but like I'm not overly excited about the men's soccer team. I'm just not. And I sure. like soccer. I just am not. And like I am so much more prideful in being from New England than yes. the United States. Agree. It's crazy. Like I'm like, like I love I love it here. Like I wouldn't want to. You know, mm -hmm. I like take a ton of pride. Like I hate when people trash Boston people for whatever reason. Uh, you know, like I. I don't get that way with the whole country. I'm like, ah, whatever. See, I'm very, it's not grateful. even a politics thing. I just don't care. Yeah. I'm grateful that I live here and I'm grateful that like all that stuff, but like, Ooh, are people going to get mad at us what? for this? Well, what, why, uh, like you said, why is the celebration? Let's just go eat hot dogs, hamburgers and set yeah, off explosions. Dog, you could be the biggest. Get out of here. Get out of here. Especially. I'm sorry. Burgers made by your relatives on the grill are terrible. They're just bad. They're just objectively not good. I was going to say the opposite. Like, usually cookout bad. burgers slap. Mm -hmm. No, because they're always burnt. They're always extra crispy. They're always either way too thick or, or just completely disproportioned. See, I bun. always think I can eat like bad. a million of them. <clears throat> no, not. The issue is maybe it's just the people that have had making vegan burgers. When I get a burger at a cookout, they're always like fucking meatballs at this point like just make thin patties stop stop trying to clump the the ground beef you're not cool you're not gordon ramsay buy pre-made mm -hmm. patties that are thin throw them on the grill have grilled a nice chicken. time chicken slaps grilled chicken is fine. the best food yes agree grilled chicken is fine yeah it's just i don't know they always get burnt 
Uh, oh, it's always a mess. Good Fourth yeah. of July and like the the dumb things that go along with Fourth of July. Ratless degree. Yes, yeah. I think I think it is fun because it's a summer holiday and you can get together and be outside. I guess, but like nah. the people also, setting off fireworks. Ratless. I'm going to Ratless it again later this summer mm. because I'm going to the Cape with my family, which I'll all have to bring my laptop down there. It's fine. Rallis the beach. Beach is top five mm. most overrated things on the planet. Beach Agreed. is terrible. Beach, what are we doing? Golf. Go, go, uh, no. hot dogs. Go, go hang out in a backyard. Go hang out with your buddies. Go cool. play basketball. Go do something. Go to a pool. Why are we going to a place where I have to sit in billions of tiny rocks that get all over me that piss me off to no end? Why, why, why am I going somewhere that I have to clean myself after I leave? Stop. I I agree. Actually, Terrible. good point. Like I had a massive conversation about this on Saturday with my girlfriend and uh, my friend Devin, who got married. We were talking yeah. about like the beach. My girlfriend loves the beach. Devin yeah. and I don't care for the beach as much. I will go. You know, I'm a good sport. I go. The ocean's I have fine. Fun. I enjoy the ocean. Like I'll ocean's go in. Whatever. I'll throw a football I, around. I don't like whatever. walking around not knowing what I'm with. Yeah, no, I I don't love it. But when, I, when I you're in I, the submarine, the ocean's not so good. This is also true. But yeah. out of the two parts of the beach, I'll take the ocean over the sand. The sand. Agree. Sand. Sand is top. Awful. Top of the bad things about the beach power rankings. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. There's the Star Wars Actually, line about it, but I truly hate that. Like, you're right. When you leave, you have to clean yourself off, and you can't eat anything at the beach because you're just eating sand. It's terrible. It's yeah. awful. I, I every time we go, my mom packs the sandwiches, and I open it. I always put a blanket over my head so I can eat a sandwich. I'm still crunching on sand. It's awful. It's awful Mm. the beach sucks i'm sorry it's so bad and the worst part is in order to enjoy the only slightly tiny bit of okay thing at the beach i.e the ocean and just like chilling throwing a football or whatever around then you just have more sand stick to you when you get out it ruins it oh the beach is so bad i can't explain the pain i'm gonna make fake beaches and even worse you have to have specific shoes for the beach you can't wear your normal shoes or else you'll just never get the sand out of your shoes true and i'm a crocs guy and you think oh just wear your crocs at the beach well then i can't wear them anywhere else i can only wear them to the beach at that point because mm. they're just always sanding them i we have we rent the same house every year uh for a week it's like a walk to the beach it's it's like a 10 minute walk fine i walk the entire way without shoes on because i don't want to get sand in my shoes it is terrible i will say anti-rat list outdoor shower fire love and outdoor also shower. the sand is like really hot the sand is awful. Yes, yeah. agree. It's so hot. It, it's just, oh, I can't. I can't express to you how much I, I hate the sand. I don't mind spending time with people at the beach. It's just sure. I'm not saying let's go to the beach. It, it, it is. If people want to maybe... go, I, I'll go. It's fine. That's why but... I go with my family because it's an activity, right? Oh, family. It's, it's like, oh, no. well, it's like baseball. No, I don't like love watching baseball i go i'll be at the game exactly i i do it because it's a fun activity i do with friends that's why i go to the beach sometimes but the beach is maybe the most overrated thing on the planet it might be my number one genuinely it's terrible i think that's a good one it's awful and the worst part is anywhere near the beach is also just sand right like there's just remnants everywhere from idiots who who love the beach (laughs) it's terrible because they just drag it everywhere. They leave the beach. They have sand in their shoes. And I'm walking in a restaurant. And I'm stepping in sand. It's This it's is bad. the most miserable I think I've seen you be. This oh, is like this I, is a me I, rant. I, I like this. passionate about my hatred for the beach. The yeah. beach is awful. Oh my. And I'm going to complain about it later this summer. Because I will be going to the beach. That's I know good. I have to go to the beach. Also, I'm, I'm going to rant. Terrible. Bathing suits are awful the, the stuff inside the netting is horrendous yeah. you are chafing it is it is you know scratching your skin i just i started this podcast i said i can only wear three different things of t-shirts i have to cut the netting out of my bathing suits because i just can't wear them otherwise yeah it is everything about the beach is awful you know what you want to do don't know <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you off the air i'm not giving a free plug no right. <laughs> um, but yeah no out on the beach awful terrible running shorts is the same way you have a a, a built-in thing yeah, no, can't do it. I, I, I'm so picky. I wear like two brands of clothing and shout out Joey Spatula for a new one. But yeah, new one. <laughs> yeah, no, beach is all good. Rat beach out on this bitch. Yeah, we had nothing too. We, we sat here for two minutes waiting and I, I ended up on a five minute rant about the beach. But yeah, I was like, uh, oh, I had such a great time. And I was like, oh, yeah, I hate <laughs> fuck the beach. Yes. Fuck the beach. Fuck. And Fourth of July also fireworks out. The, the people next door to me. My dog is terrified of all loud noises. They just set off fireworks in the backyard. Worst part is they do it in like 
like you know january august just all year they just love to say what are you what are you celebrating arbor day fuck off it's, i think it's we need so more dumb. darwinism it, yeah i agree there. i agree and my dog gets scared it's terrible i feel bad and i have to rat list just what fireworks are stupid just stop unless you're going to a a show where professionals are putting them on and even then it's overrated but no, at least it's then stupid. It's still stupid. i I agree, but it's better than do it in your backyard at, at two in the morning, right? The best thing about fireworks is like you sit there with people, and it's like, wow, that one was pretty. Mm. That's the discourse yeah. you're having at the fireworks. It's oh, I like the one that it, like uh, sparkles. It's stupid. That's it. That's all you get. It's bad. Now, now I'm thinking of like summer activities. I'm like, hmm, what else is overrated? And underrated? Save them. you know what's summer's yeah, not we'll over. Them. I have an underrated one, but um. We'll, we'll, we'll get to it, maybe. Maybe I'll do the activity. I'm hungry. Uh, anyways, up. yes, we can get out of here. Thank you guys for tuning into the show. We appreciate you very much. Crazy growth on the channel. What, what, what are we at, Subwise? Let me look right now. Mm. We are growing. We are currently at 723 subscribers. This morning, we, we hit were at 700. 700. This morning. I know. <laughs> so we Literally uh, this we, morning, we hit it. We set an off-season goal of a thousand. We're on our way. We appreciate y'all very, very much. Let me let me put on the Celtics here um, with the it's green, the greenest it's ever been. <laughs> but thank you very much. Subscribe to How About Them Celtics if you enjoyed the show. Leave us five stars on Apple and Spotify. Help us out on the streaming platforms as well. Leave us a comment in the YouTube. Like I always say, that's my favorite part of the day. I'm always reading the comments. Uh, Sam, get us home so we can both eat dinner. Yes, thank you very much for listening or watching if you're watching you are on the youtube channel make sure you subscribe make sure you hit the notification bell so you don't miss any surprise breaking episodes we want to give a shout out to ironclad eats joey spatula, joey spatula, the spatula in the comments i'm sure he'll be there he is always in the comments shout out what to a beast. him what a beast um make sure you hit like on the video you leave comments like joey spatula make sure you follow us on the streaming services just in case you're on the go and you don't have youtube you can't watch it Leave a nice five-star review. Leave a nice comment. And follow the pod. You can follow us on social media at How About Them Seas, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. It's just the name of the podcast. You can get all of our live streams there as well as the YouTube page. The free agency stream did very well on YouTube. So thank you very much if you watched that. And finally, you can follow Jack at Jack Simone NBA on Twitter. You can follow me at Sam LaFrance NBA. That's it for us. We're going to eat. Bye.